Blog Talk Radio.
They won't. And right. then they're, they're going to be the Lakers. They were 3 1, bro. But anyway. They were up 3 1. They were up 3 1. They'll win. 3 1. They should have made it past game five. Wrong, wrong sport. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Um, uh, K-Star, I know you over there all happy. You know, I know you over there happy. We're going to start with you in a minute, but um, let me let me check in with my brother, JV. JV, how you doing, bro? Probably about the same as you, bro. Same boat, different yeah. oar. We'll get into the Cowboys, but I have one question I wanted to ask you, a true, a true Cowboy fan like myself. Did it not feel like the same? Feel like we were just playing Week 18 from last season? I take you one better. Felt like there, there was no coaching change. Felt like, felt like, outside of COVID and outside of not having any fans. We might as well just rewind the, the same game that they last played and just done it again. That's really what it felt like. Well, that's I watched the game and I'm sitting there like, I don't see, I don't see what, what. I mean, there was a couple of bright spots, but overall, I felt like I was watching the same team from last year, and that's not what we bargained for. <laughs> I mean, it really is. Oh, we'll get into that. We'll get into the Cowboys. We're going to talk yeah. about the Cowboys. We're going to talk about the Eagles, too. What the hell? If you're a Cowboy fan, confused, <laughs> we're going to help you. But, man, all you got to do is look to our uh, our comp right over there in Philly, about uh, 100 miles, um, maybe more than 100 miles, maybe about 150 miles east of me. I'm sorry, west of me? Wait a minute, get my direction right. West of me. <laughs> um, and, man, what a collapse. Don't talk about that. Gotta talk about uh, Cam and Tom Brady. One impressed. Hey, um. One did. One did not. I was waiting for that. One impressed. <laughs> one did not. And uh, you know, hopefully, Doctor Train joins us at some point because um, I got to thank him. Um, in one of the two leagues, I picked up Mitch Trubisky at the eleventh hour. And thank God I did because uh, he he carried the Bears to a comeback win over the Lions, and he also helped me win. I can't remember, you know, I, I'm in two leagues as you guys know, and half the time I can't remember. I think um, I think I got Trubisky in our league. I think. Oh no, I got Breeze. Breeze is my keeper in our league. The other league, I have Trubisky. I put him in at the last minute because I had Jared Goff and I had Baker as my backup. I wasn't putting Jared Goff in because we were playing Jared Goff and Baker was going up against the Ravens. I did not like that matchup. And I went and looked and Trubisky was sitting there. And I said, well, I can't do any worse. And he scored three touchdowns. How about that? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so we're going to talk to Train when he gets on. And I know he's going to come on happy and all bubbly. I don't like the fact that of our three teams that we support, the other two won and ours lost. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Got a problem with that. All right, now you can talk. So, K-Star, you, you know, I saw your Facebook post. I saw your, you know, your bloviating before the game, and here we go, Super Bowl run. Ben, I laughed. I said, ah! <laughs> so the game actually played. I wasn't laughing no more. Um, what surprised you as a – the, the the Celtics and the Heat are going into overtime. Go figure. Game one. Man, that's going to be a heck of a series. What surprised you 
about that game. I don't want to hear what you knew was going to happen and it happened. That's boring. Tell us something you didn't know. Tell us something that you walked away from saying, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Uh, I did not expect Benny Snell, our backup running back, to look as spry and quick as he did. This was a player and, and running back who I didn't think was going to make much of a difference for the Steelers this year, backing up James Conner. Um, but even before the Connor injury, he actually was the more effective running back than Connor was. He was quick. He was spry. He was powerful. Uh, rushed over 100 yards. Definitely did not uh, expect that. Um, and he just looks like a much different player that can uh, really help the Steelers offense on the ground. And um, second second to that was just, you know, I expected Ben to play well, but um, I expected to be a little rusty his first game, but he the whole second half, he was on fire. I didn't expect him to come out as strong as he did. I expect a strong season, but not in the game one. Um, so I was just happy to see both games. But definitely the biggest surprise was Benny Snell playing really well. Um, nice little run there, I didn't mean that. But, uh, yeah, Benny Snell, I definitely. Am, uh, he's not a guy that was on the radar. I, I am. Jay, did you get to watch this game? Um, I watched probably two-thirds of it. And then I had to come. You have a – Okay. Do you have a answer to that same question? Because I have something that surprised me that was different than the K-Star surprise. Um, I, I, I'm in agreement with K-Star. That's one of the first things that popped out at me. Um, I, said, I said the question was different. Not the same. I, I, I heard what he said. Different. I know that there there was something else that I wanted to bring up, and I done lost my damn train of thought. Um, shit, and I did actually lose my train of thought. So go ahead. Was okay. Start an answer. Um, I had no idea that the defense was going to be that stout and that they could shut down Saquon Barkley like that. I mean, you know, I, there's always a discussion about Saquon versus Zeke. Um. And who's the better running back? Um, Zeke was named running back of the week, by the way, just for anybody who cares. Um, but, I, you know, and Saquon, even in losses, always manages to get his. But, man, 15 carries for six yards, eight carries for, like, hit behind the line of scrimmage. I mean, you didn't say that, K-Star. So, mm-hmm. you truly – I mean, I know historically the Steelers – have a good defense. I know last year your defense certainly did some good things that helped your flurry of quarterbacks uh, have a chance to get y'all in the playoffs. <laughs> but that in the shutdown, Barkley? No, not in, not in, not to that degree. I definitely expected, I definitely expect and expected the defense to be really good this year. But yeah, I mean, to your point, that was. Um, I'd expect less than 10 yards rushing for State. I'll put it like this. I did not expect Ben Roethlisberger to outrush Saquon Barkley yesterday. Ben actually had more rushing yards, nine, than uh, Barkley did. That was crazy. That was crazy. And, and certainly we can give some of the credit there to the Giants, <laughs> um, who seem, who, who, whose offensive line woes seem to continue. Um, so we can certainly, you know, but, but like I said, even – you know, Saquon is, is the modern-day Barry Sanders, and even with a substandard uh, offensive line, he still he still manages to break away and, you know, rush for positive yardage and, and have a decent game, even at losses. 
But to just see that, I, I was stunned. I mean, they actually said, I don't, and I don't know if, you know, I heard a lot of this after, and K-Star, you can confirm if this was actually their plan, but it seemed like their plan was, well, who, if we're going to lose this game, it ain't going to be because of Saquon Barkley. And they seemed to win it and committed to shutting him down. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> the rest is history. Now, is that is there some truth to that? I mean, was that part of the game plan as far as you know? Yeah, I saw some quotes about a lot of run blitzing um, being a game plan, and I felt that they can – win with single coverage in the outside. Of course, they did for the most part to stop the pass game. So, yeah, they, they committed uh, intentionally, deliberately to uh, slowing down Saquon. Yeah. Yeah, they did a great job. Uh, very, very very impressive performance. I think the Steelers have been under the radar without with no one knowing what Ben was going to bring to the table. And um, all of a sudden now you guys are – <laughs> you know, uh, you've gotten to, you've gotten everybody's attention. You definitely gotten everybody's attention. Jay, do you remember what your surprise was? Did it come back to you? Um, no, it didn't. But honestly, the defense. I will say also, I did not expect for them to shut down uh, Saquon the way they did. But I, I'm not so much in agreement with that that they're under the radar because you think back last year they started off over three and they finished the season off. I think it was. Or, or some ridiculous number, but they ended, ended up eight and five. I think it was down the stretch with the kind of quarterback mm-hmm. play that they had, and it was the defense that kept them in it. And I think I heard a stat that uh, if if they scored eleven points, they were eight and three. Eleven or more points, they were eight and three last year. So the defense last year was stout. If they have any kind of re- of a quarterback play, I mean that they're they're in the running for the division. Obviously, Baltimore is going to be awfully tough this year, but. Um, the defense is, is, is great. I even picked them up, as, as a matter of fact, on my fantasy league because I knew how strong they were last year. So I'm, I'm not quite sure that they're under the radar because of how strong that defense is. Oh, I very much disagree because, one, we didn't know what Ben was going to bring to the table until we saw him play. No one knew. And you got Baltimore, who 14-2 uh, and two last year. In the same division? Yeah. And let's not forget the Super Bowl champs. Uh, so I didn't hear anybody talking about Pittsburgh as a Super Bowl contender this year. Nobody. It was, let's see what Ben is. Is Ben healthy? Ben got surgery. How's Ben going to be? Ben's return. Ben, Ben, Ben. I did not hear one, not one, preseason say Steelers are Super Bowl contenders. Nobody. Now, all of a sudden, after that dominant performance, and Ben looking like Ben, now all of a sudden you, you turn on the news today and you start hearing, oh, keep an eye on those Steelers. Or, you know, Steelers, but, you know, they might be making a Super Bowl. Well, I'm sorry. K-Star was the only one who said Steelers about to make a Super Bowl run. K-Star, you're disqualified. You say that every year, so you, you, don't, you don't count. <laughs> sorry. You don't, you don't count. I, I'm not. But I didn't hear one I, person say that. Well, then I wasn't asked that question. I'm not as surprised as everybody else is. I'm just not. Because if, if Ben comes back to be just three-quarters of himself, that's an upgrade from what they had last year. Hell, if he comes back to be 50% of himself, it's an upgrade from last year. He's got talent. He's got Connor, uh, stout running back who, who got hurt, but you saw what, what Snell did. He still got Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, they got Ebron, I think, for the tight end. They've got uh, Vance McDonald yeah. as his back. He's not bad either, and you got that defense. 
factor has always been if Big Ben is going to be healthy. And like I said, 50% of him is better than what they had last year. So I guess maybe I'm in the minority where I'm not extremely surprised by it. Oh, that's fine. I, 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 I'm not, you know, I, I'm just stating no one said anything. No one, not even on this show. No one, not one person. I didn't hear anybody predict that the Steelers would, you know, be a Super Bowl contender. Now that's all I'm hearing is look out for the Steelers, look out for the Steelers, look out for the Steelers after yesterday. So um, that's, that's my point is when I say under the radar, preseason Super Bowl predictions, no one, no one, no one had the Steelers, even with, and I agree, 50% of Ben is still better than what they had last year, the Ducks and the, the Rudolphs and, you know, <laughs> whoever else they had. Well, they were still 8-8. Eight eight. They were still 8-8. Eight yeah, eight. still so better than if, Right, so if you give them two more wins at ten and six, and, and potentially a wild card, and once you get into the dance, you know anything is possible. Right, but, but yeah, I think but what, what he's saying though is the narrative. Like there, there wasn't a consensus though on that. Like I, we, yeah, like I mean we agree and we all agree on that, but there was definitely wasn't any sort of talk from media outlets or anything. I think everyone was just. No, they're, they're, I think most people were skeptical right, no, and just wait and see mode. And making the playoffs doesn't make you a Super Bowl contender. You certainly have a chance to get to the Super Bowl, but. When, when I'm saying under the radar, I'm just saying no one, no one, you know, every, every, every all the talk was, you know, what's going to happen, you know, Baltimore, um, Kansas City, um, how's Cam going to do in, in New England? Can they make another run without Patriots? You know, those were, those were the teams that people were looking at. And I, I truly think that until Ben got out there and showed everybody that he was Ben again, people were hedging their bets. And then the defense, you know, came back and played just as good, probably not even better than what they did last year. And now all of a sudden you got a team that could shake things up. And now all of a sudden Baltimore look out. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what goes on in that division between the Steelers and and uh, and the Ravens, where I, I, I don't know how interesting we thought it would have been, um, you know, two weeks ago. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to be interesting. Uh, good luck, K-Star, because uh, now, now, now everybody's watching. <laughs> you know, you can't be a team right. that has six Super Bowl rings and fall and, and stay under the radar very long. Now you got everybody's attention. So now we'll see. We'll see what happens. But good win. And you, put, and you beat the Giants, too. I mean, I can't be mad at you. Help the, yeah, help <laughs> the Giants. There you go. Yeah, I'm not mad at all. Um, so, and who would have thought? Who would have, hold on, Jay, just real quick. Who would have thunk NFC East, Giants, Eagles, Cowboys? Probably could have predicted the Giants, but Eagles and Cowboys both lose and the Redskins win. I'm sorry, the Washington football team win. Anyway, Jay, you were going to say? I was just saying a roll for Giants, but on, on that, to piggyback off of that, now that's a shocker right there. That's a shocker. And the way they came back, that's even more of a shocker. So you want you want to talk about being surprised? Yeah, that one got me. Which one? What one got you? The fact that the the Washington football team is the only oh, team yeah. that won in the that that's an even bigger shocker than what we saw with the Steelers Giants game. Oh yeah, no doubt about Definitely. it. No one, no one. Yeah, that 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 no doubt about it. That might be the that might be the shock of the weekend. Uh, frankly, yeah. that they were up seventeen yeah. nothing and, and it yeah. just collapsed, but. Jay, keep going with this one. What do you think? I mean, <laughs> you know, now 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 we're going to flip the story. We went from a team that 
you know, uh, you know, quote myself, I felt was under the radar to now they're prime time to a team that a lot of people said are going to win the NFC East and might have a Super Bowl run in them, and they fell apart against a team that don't even have a name. <laughs> you let a team with no name beat you. <laughs> hey, you know, is this good? Is this good Washington or bad Philly? They treat me like a visitor. Lang ain't got no name or something. <laughs> Come downstairs. <laughs> I was like, I had to sit down and get that one out there. Um, I'm, I'm going to take off my, my what would seem like a biased hat and just strictly talk as a football analyst. I have never been high on Philadelphia. And, and for one, Wentz is a good quarterback but he has reliability issues in terms of playing a full 16-game season. And we all know how important the quarterback position is. And we've even said on this show for many years, probably the first ones, your your, uh, best ability is your availability. And if you can't be out there day in and day out as a quarterback of of a National Football League team, there's automatic question marks. And – yeah, they had a ton, ton of injuries last year. It really was the fact that the Cowboys collapsed more so than the Eagles did what they had to do. They or 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 dominated. They did what they needed to do. So I was never sold on them. Seeing what happened See, this yesterday. Where, this is where this is where you got. Further, this is where you have the ability to go to town, bro. I'm waiting for you to go to town. Go to town I, I on this about, guy. I, you. you they, I was about to serve it up, and you're over saying, feed me, like, 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 D. You cannot be up 17 to nothing on a football team that has no name and not score any more points. You are up 17 nothing, and you get beat 27 to 17. And it's a divisional game on top of it. You cannot, let me say it one more time, you cannot let that happen. And, oh, Carson wasn't hurt. He played the whole game. Excuse now. Because everybody said, well, as long as Carson's healthy, that we, we got to run, we got to run. Well, guess what? He was healthy. Now, granted, one game, and, and I get all of that stuff. But as a football team, you cannot let that happen. That, that's inexcusable to be up that, that amount for a divisional game, first game of the year. I don't want to hear anything else also about Dak and Wentz. I don't want to hear it. I didn't want to hear it. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I don't want to hear anything else about that. Wentz was number two pick in the draft. That was 135th. And you look at the success between the two. Yeah, Carson got him down deep into the regular season, got hurt, and you had Mr. Foles come in, put the cape on, and got the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No more talk. No more talk about that until he plays a full 16 games and balls out all 16. I don't want to hear it. I'm done with that. So as far as all these Eagle fans get yapping and jaw jacking, guess what? Yaz is the 0-1 just like we are. And, and basically gave a game away to a team that a, 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 a second-year quarterback who still is trying to learn the offense. So, 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 
the thing I want to expand on is the Carson Wentz deck comparison, and I'm tired of it too. I don't want to hear any more that Carson is, is, you know, more talented and has a higher upside and all that bullshit. I don't want to hear it no more. I don't want to hear that garbage because it doesn't matter. What do you do on the field? I don't care what he does in practice. I don't care that he had one, one 13-game streak where he was headed, you know, consensus MVP, and then what happened? He got hurt, and, oh, yeah, Nick Foles, who he can't even win a starting job anywhere else other than Philly, honestly, um, comes in and takes this team to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, and then the following year came in and won a playoff game, something that this guy has not done. I don't want to hear it. He is looking to me beginning at the beginning stages of looking like a bust. That's the reality of it. We have to stop making excuses. You know, we got to stop coming up with, well, he was injured. Okay, isn't that part of the problem? Isn't that, part, isn't that one of the things about Tom Brady that you have to respect is other than when he, when he tore his uh, ACL, the, guy, the guy's never injured. 19, 20 years, he's missed one season. He doesn't miss games. Isn't that one of the things we talk about in basketball with LeBron James up until last year, but then he comes back this year and 35 years old looking like he's 25? Isn't that one of the things that when we talk about pro sports, we talk about durability, not just performance? And yet with this guy, it seems that everyone is just, he's like, as, as my, my late, or excuse me, our late father would say, you know, the, 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 uh, I'm not going to say it exactly like he said it, but Jay knows what he used to say. But the media loved him for a particular reason. We'll leave that off the air for today. But the media loved this guy. And I don't get it. What has he done to be loved? What has he done to be given all these assets? The guy has accomplished nothing. He's, he had one 13-game streak where he looked pretty damn good. Big, he didn't get the job done because he got hurt. Came back next year, got hurt again. Now he's healthy, first game. And I get it. It was the first game. I get it. And, hey, I, I, I can't talk. My team lost, too. But I'm not talking about team performance. I'm talking about this guy who people talk about and put him on a pedestal. And I even heard someone say that next to Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, he's the most talented quarterback in the NFL. I literally heard that yesterday on one of the shows next to Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, that he is that, that, that Carson Wentz is the most talented quarterback in the NFL. Well, then where's, where's the outcomes, right? NFL, not for long, right? (laughs) Show me, bruh. Show me. I'm tired of it. I don't want to hear it no more. Now, now watch you go, you know, go on and win seven straight and shut me up. But hey, you know what? If you shut me up, you shut me up. Through that, I saw. I, I didn't watch the game because I was watching uh, the Patriots and the Dolphins because I really wanted to see Cam and I wanted to see how the Patriots did, you know, post Brady, like most people did. Um, and then I wanted to see Brady. <laughs> so you know, I, I really wasn't watching that game. And honestly, I figured. And I turned on it. It was 17 nothing. I'm like, yep, about what I expected. I figured by the time it was done, 34-7 Eagles, fly, Eagles, fly, and all that bullshit they like to say in Philly. Yay, rah, rah. And, okay, that's what I expected. And then they did one of those updates, and it was like, 
Uh, the Redskins are, I'm sorry, the Washington football team are, you know, it's tied up and this and that. And next thing you know, what? I want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. And I'm going to go one step further. Can we stop with the Saquon Zeke? You know, Saquon, it's the same conversation. Saquon's a better back. Well, he's got to show it. Because as far as I'm concerned, yeah, he's, he's very talented. And he's had some good games. He had a great season last season. But Zeke's been doing what Saquon did last year longer than Saquon's been doing it. And Zeke's another one that doesn't get hurt. Just like Dak doesn't get hurt. Just like Brady. Just like, you know, a lot of the superstars. They don't get hurt. They condition themselves. They come, they come in ready to play. Saquon was injured last year. All the Eagle fans and the Cowboy fans and chirping and all that, I get it. It's fun. It's, you know, my team's better than your team. I I, I got a guy on Facebook. Um, you might know him, K-Star, Tim Turner. I'm saying his name. I don't care, you know. Yeah, I saw that. Came at, <laughs> yeah. You know, came at me. I didn't say nothing to him. I put up the Scooter Magruder video because I was a little frustrated. And he goes, that's what you get for being a Cowboys fan. Excuse me? I, who, who are you talking to? And then, and then he said, I said, uh, oh, and your team is? The Panthers. <laughs> so you're a Panthers fan and you're running your mouth. And then he said, my favorite team is number one, any team that the Cowboys play, number two, the Panthers. I said, see, that's your problem. You hate my team more than you like your own team. I'm sorry. I'm not in third grade anymore. I had to, I had to shut it down because we were going back and forth. And I'm like, I don't have time for the childish you know, insults and, you know, oh, your team sucks. No, your team sucks. You know, oh, my dad's going to beat your dad up. And I, I don't got time for that. I don't got time for that. You want to talk football? 347-838-9525. Call into the Madden voice and let's talk some football. And tell me why the Panthers are better, are a better team. But all of that, I hate, I hate the Cowboys because I hate the Cowboys. I don't care. And that's how Eagles fans are. Oh, I just, we just hate the Cowboys. Hate us all you want. We're both zero and one. But you know what? Your loss is the most embarrassing loss of the week. Embarrassed. And it's funny that my Facebook timeline and my Facebook news feed has been awfully quiet. And not because y'all lost, because you're embarrassed that a team with no name, a team that was relegated to the basement, of the NFC East. Between them and the Giants, most people had the Washington football team with everything that's been going on in the basement of the NFC East. And you know what? They're sitting on top right now, alone, one and all. Because the Eagles couldn't get it done. That's a shame. It's a shame. It's a crying shame. Mm-hmm. But I got to be fair. I got to be fair. I got to talk about the Cowboys. I can't blast the Eagles without at least talking about the Cowboys. Can I just add something into the uh, Washington football team talk real quick? Yes, you can. I was um, very impressed with Chase Young from Ohio State. Their pass rush, you know, they were up – the Eagles were up 17-0, so, you know, they should have been passing as much as they did to let the Redskins – or the Washington team get back in the game, but – Chase Young led that pass rush, man, and he looked as advertised as uh, one yeah. of the top pass rushing picks we've seen. Yeah. So I just want to give him 
yeah. shout out because he was awesome. He's real deal. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no doubt about that. That was a good pickup. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, nothing to add. That was that was well done. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know where to begin with the Cowboys. I don't, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because there's only one, and we don't we don't want to. You know, I'm blasting the Eagles because I had to hear it all through the off season, and so they get blasted. Now I'm going to shut up for a few weeks and see how they play. Um, I'm going to blast my Cowboys a little bit, and I'm going to let Jay get some. But you know, um, and you know, I get it that that pass interference. Yeah, I mean, you know, okay, yeah, I'm biased. I ain't going to lie. Um, I think I think that Jalen Ramsey should get an Academy Award. Honestly, I think he sold it. That's why he's an all pro. And again, the, the refs fell for it. Um, hand checking like that happens all the time. And, um, you know, I think uh, Gallup's experienced enough to not extend the arm. That's what they look for. Even if you didn't push off that extended arm is what they look for. And he extended that arm and that's what they called, even though I don't believe he pushed off. He still had that arm extended, and they called it. Um, so, but should they have thirty seconds ago? I don't think so. But what are you going to do? Um, so, I have really one. There were there were several things. So, here's one. So, I'm going to one good thing. Zeke looked amazing. He looked better than expected. I saw a burst that I didn't see at all last year. He looked sluggish most of the year. He looked like a fullback. He was still Zeke. He still had a good season. But I, I literally thought it was Tony Pollard more than once, and it was Zeke running the ball. I literally thought it was Pollard, who, who has more of a burst than Zeke. And so he looked fast. Um, he still looked strong. He was picking up blitzes, and, you know, he's still 230 pounds. But he just looked like he really worked hard in the offseason, and it showed week one. He really looked – and probably why he's, you know, the running back of the week, pro football, football focused running back of the week. Um, so I want to give Zeke kudos. I think he played out of his mind. Um, I want to I want to kick Mike McCarthy in his teeth because I feel like he watched too many Jason Garrett videos. Um, I just I felt like I was watching a Jason Garrett coach team again, and I'm great with the fourth and three call. I'm not great with who ran the route. I don't you don't put your rookie in the slot to run that route your rookie playing his first game on the road. It's not even like your home where there might be a little bit of comfort. He's on the road and you put your rookie in, in the fourth quarter to run that route, your rookie, you got, you got the $20 million man and you got Michael Gallup who's in his fourth year and you put the rookie in who didn't have the awareness to run four yards and cut in and said he ran two yards on a three yard first down because he's a rookie. You're an experienced head coach. You're a Super Bowl champion. And you you call that play with C.D. Lamb? Oh, bro. Like, why, you know, like, why I got to sit home in Bristol, Connecticut and tell you, don't put C.D. Lamb in that position as a rookie in his first game on national TV on Sunday Night Football in a brand-new $5 billion, one hell of a stadium, I might add, $5 billion stadium with the eyes of the NFL world on him, and you think he's going to have enough uh, awareness to run four yards instead of two? No! He ran two because he thinks – because he's a tackle breaker. He's, he's got some speed, but he's, you know, a returner, and 
and he, he he likes to break tackles. That's what he does. So he's thinking, yeah, I'll just you know boom boom I'll break a tackle and go. And the Rams said, oh no, you not because they are well coached and they like keep him in front of you. Like that that to me was. I felt like Jason Garrett might have done something like that. I felt like Jason Garrett, and I can hear him. I can hear him in his post-game press conference. Jason Garrett saying, "Well, I, you know, that's what the defense gave us. That was the right call based on the matchups." And I'm sitting there saying, "Fuck the goddamn matchups! Put your twenty million dollar man in the slot and say, get me this damn first down. We're trying to win a game. You pay these guys all this money." And you got a rookie who looks like he's going to be great, but it's his first game. I, I, Jay, I'm about to go. I'm about to throw. I'm about to toss it to you because there's a lot more here. But I want to. I want to say something to you. But somebody help me understand why, when the game isn't on the line, why you aren't going for the people that you pay the money to? Isn't that why they made the money? Isn't it why you pay this guy twenty million dollars a year? He's one of the top paid wide receivers in the game. Shouldn't he be who you're going through? Or the other guy that's one of the highest paid, the highest paid offensive players at their positions in the NFL, and you go to the rookie. Jake, go ahead, man. I, I, I'm, just, I'm just beside myself. Go ahead. What you got? Well, I'll, I'll start from there and then spread out a little bit. I agree. I, I cannot agree more. I thought myself, ball should have went to Cooper, and, and I'll – I'll give some reasons for it. Number one, like you said, you're paying him $20 million. More, even more important than that, you've got him for situations like this, and you've got him because of the fact that he runs routes like nobody else. He is a very precise route runner. That's why he gets separation. That's why he, he's able to rack up receptions and yards after catch and all that good stuff. That's why you go to him. CeeDee Lamb is a great route runner also, but he's an unproven one because it's his first game. You go to what has worked for you in the past. You go to the, the, the guy that is an exceptional route runner. That, and, and with it being fourth and three, it's not like, uh, like Dez. Dez was not the, the elite route runner, but he was physical. He can manhandle you and get the ball. Amari's not that kind of player, not quite. He's more known for his route running skills. That's the perfect situation on a fourth and three is to, is to take advantage of that, to highlight that. So I agree that who it went to is what I have a problem with, not so much the play call. Um, so to, to now talk about head coaches and, 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 and what it looked like this game versus last year, a couple of things. You said one. Zeke looked phenomenal. He looked better than last year. So that was the one, one of the anomalies that I saw. But going back to the, the fourth down call, last year under Garrett, they would have kicked the field goal. This year they went for it. And it was more execution than anything. But I was thinking it, and then I, I read a lot about it, heard a lot about it. I think the players really were, were excited and glad that he wanted to win, not just tied up. He was going for the win. Obviously it didn't work. Would have loved for it to work. But I'm just praying that it plants the seed of confidence. Not that he didn't have any with him before, but even further confidence. You know what? You got a coach, you got a back. You got a coach, going to be like, you know what? Hell with all this. Let's go win the game. We're not going to be the hand clapper and just kick field goals and tie stuff up. No, we're going to go. We're going for the judgment. 
So that was yeah, but Jay, that but, I but, Jay, but, but Jay, I, I, I don't agree with that. Jay Garrett, over the last couple of years, ever since Jerry Jones called him out for not going for it on fourth down, Garrett went for it quite a bit on fourth down, probably more times than he should have. I think in that situation, Garrett would have went for it. Now, the play call would have been suspect. I don't even think he would have went with that play call. He would have did some bullshit draw play or, I don't know, some stupid play call. But I think Garrett would have went for it too. Garrett, the last last season, and I think it was the previous season that Jerry called him out. And right after Jerry called him out, Garrett was going for fourth downs like they were going out of style. So I, I think Garrett would have went for it. I just don't know that it would have been the right play call. I don't. I don't think you would have. First game of the year, and they're down. They're on the quote-unquote road. I don't think you would have. But that's just my thoughts on it. I really don't think you would have. But overall, I, I feel as though it was an underwhelming performance by the whole team. Um, the one thing that stood out to me that was a, a severe disappointment, and this takes preseason or lack thereof, pushes it to the side. This takes all the COVID nonsense, pushes that to the side. We've talked about this on the show before. And we've heard this throughout football. To have one man push another man against his will is just the the ultimate level of disrespect when it comes to football. And that's what I saw with the Rams' offensive line versus our defensive line. You could trip over your own shoe and gain five yards. That's what it was looking like. Malcolm Brown ran wild. And, And the dude that I was playing in fantasy football, I think it was Memphis, yeah, he picked him up. That dude was projected to have like two and a half points. He had 26. What the hell? You cannot let the offensive line dictate it when you're the defensive line. And that's what they did. They just ran the ball down their throat. And that's why the, the time of possession difference was about 10 minutes, like 35 and change versus 24 and change. That right there was, that's where the game really was won and lost. It was in the trenches, like what we said before. The games were won and lost in the trenches. And they just, they just manhandled them up front. That disappointed me the most. That's something that hopefully will be corrected. And the Rams got a good offensive line. Don't get me wrong. They have a good offensive line. But we were always hearing everything about the Cowboy defense getting revamped and they got Nolan there and, and things are going to be different. And Granted, there's injuries and what have you, but the next man up, no excuse. But they just got pushed around all night long. Yeah, I, I'm not as worried about that as you are. Um, I, I'm, I'm not. I, I, I want to give it a few weeks and see. Um, I thought Eldon Smith looked like a stud. Um, oh, he yeah. has Robert Quinn's he's number good. on. And, yeah, and, and he played – I mean, Robert Quinn obviously played great last year and, and you know, worked himself into a great contract with the Bears, and now he's over there, uh, War 58, and, uh, you know, and he played like – you know, he looked as good as Robert Quinn looked last year. He looked good, and this is a guy who a year ago was homeless. Um you got Randy Gregory coming back. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not as worried about that. I think I think a lot of that, the Rams, a couple of years ago, playoffs, the Rams just have a scheme that is hard for us to go against. I think it's more scheme than personnel. And I, and I think that – I think we can get that fixed. Because if you notice, as the game went on, I mean, Dallas, you know, the first quarter, it looked like JV Dallas was out there, practice squad, but at the end of the first half, Dallas was actually winning the game. It was actually 14-13. You know, they actually had gotten a couple of stops um, and had a chance 
down the stretch to get a win. So I'm not, I agree with you. It did not look good, especially in the first half. It did not look good at all. It was very frustrating when you want to see your team come out the box. Hot. You want to see them come out. Like I literally sat here right where I'm sitting right now doing this show. And I said, okay, Dallas, what do you got? What are you going to show me? I wanted them to come out fired up, hot and heavy. And that was not the case at all. And it, it did not look good, especially that first quarter was like, oh, my God. Um, although they, they, they kind of did it throughout the game. But that first quarter was just like Dallas's uh, run defense was non-existent. Um, and that brings me to another point. Then I'll see if K-Star wants to add anything because I feel like we've been doing all this talking and K-Star sitting over there talking about, well, we're one and oh, I don't know what y'all complaining about because my team won. Um, can somebody now that week one is over, please try to help me understand why the Cowboys aren't signing Earl Thomas. Uh, you know, he is, he is great cover guy. He is a great tackler. You can put him in the box. I mean, the guy does it all. He does it all. Clearly, I mean, you cut ha-ha Clinton Dix, who was supposed to be starting safety, and you cut him. So clearly, you're not set at the safety spot. You got Brandon Carr. You called up from the practice squad. Brandon Carr is 875 years old, already has played. The guy is so old, he has a nine-year career in Dallas, played elsewhere, and came back. So he's already got nine years with this team, and they brought him back, and they called him up from the practice squad. So you could bring this old man back to play, but you can't, have, you can't go out and get Earl Thomas. You don't think with everything that the Cowboys have gone through that we don't have the system in place to keep Earl He's going to be happy as a pig in slot to come play for Dallas. It's what he wanted. How many players run into the opposing coach's locker room and says to the coach, come get me? Like, nobody does that. He did it. And yet, on anybody, I feel like if I throw on some shoulder pads and run out there, he might give me a 10-day contract and give me a look-see. Don't do it, Jerry, because I would suck. But I'm just saying, he takes a chance on everybody and a proven veteran Hall of Famer. You don't even bring him in for a workout, nothing. Nothing. And then we go down and, and our passing game does not look our passing D does not look very stout and our run defense looks even worse. And a guy who has immediate impact in both of those areas and he's sitting home. And I get it. Well he's sitting home where you know how I don't care I don't care. I'm not gonna judge what we do based on what the rest of the league does. Make your own decisions. You brought in you brought back Alden Smith. Hadn't played in five years. The guy played one game and looks like an all-pro. He looked like an all-pro Sunday night. Hadn't played in five years. But you don't want to take a shot on a Hall of Famer who torched you two years ago? Who torched you two years ago? Not last season, season before. Torched you. Single-handedly torched you his last year in Seattle. Because y'all wouldn't go get him. So he said, I'm going to show y'all what I can do. I'm going to show y'all what you're missing. And he torched the Cowboys. And on his second interception, y'all remember what he did? He looked at the Cowboy bench and took a bow. Now you got a chance to go get that guy on your team. 
Okay, so you got anything that, you want to add? I know we, 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 you know, said a lot, but you got anything you want to add? Um, yeah, I, I have a question. Like, no, so we're one and right? That's what I want to add is what? we're Steelers <laughs> and we're one and oh. Okay, what, I'm sorry, What's with the right tackle situation? I saw that they started a UDFA. Uh, yeah. Is that always a plan? Or what, what's but, going know, on there? You've got a great first name. you got a great first name. even spells it right. Um, so, Lau <laughs> <laughs> Collins is on IR. Um, hopefully, back in a few weeks. Hopefully. Okay. You know, back in the day. Remember when IR used to mean you're done for the year? Now there's like all these yeah. other yeah. IR levels yeah. now. So, I think I think it's like three or four weeks when you go on IR. You can come back in three or four weeks if I have it right. Um, yeah, it's three. And I'm sorry? It's three weeks. Three weeks, thank you. Um, and so they have uh, Cam Fleming and Terrence, whatever his last name is. And according to the coaching staff, they felt that, I mean, Cam was supposed to be Cam. He was supposed to be the starting right tackle. But according to them, this guy outplayed him in training camp and won the job. Um, so, I, you know, okay. I don't know if they're going to reevaluate that after they look at the tape and make a change, or I, I don't know. Um, but that's that's how we got here to having a, um, a an issue at right tackle. So I don't know. I gotcha. don't know what the yeah, outcome okay. is going to be. Yeah. The uh, yeah, that's a big injury. Then I didn't realize the layout. Uh, Collins was injured. That's what started this whole domino effect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, you know, that's that. As Jay said, next man up. That's part of football. You know, we got to stop with you know. Yep. Uh, uh, that's why. That's why I I came down so hard on Carson Wentz. Like I don't want to hear any more about his injuries, and I don't want. I don't. You know, the, the you know LeBron James, thirty five years old, seventeen years in the league. Now, listen, he's not Michael Jordan. He never will be Michael Jordan. But no one is Michael Jordan. So that's not an insult. That's just the reality of it. But for today's world, he's as good as there is, period. Sorry, you know, Giannis and, 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 and KD has been out, no, injury, um, and, and, and the claw. Sorry, guys. LeBron is still the standard, period. And the guy spends a million dollars a year on his body. Now, he can spend it because he's got it, but you don't hear that other than Tom Brady. Right? You don't hear about guys staying in condition all season. I mean, I'm sorry, all calendar year. Tom Brady does it. We know TB12 and all that stuff he does. And LeBron James does it. Oh, and they happen to be two of the best to ever do it. I don't want to hear it. If you're going to play 10 years in the league, and the average time is, what, four or five, the average NFL player, and, and that's your craft, then, and you see that what these guys do, greatness. Emmitt Smith did it, not the first few years, but as time went on, he started conditioning himself 12 months a year, not just six months out of the year. So if you hear that that's what it takes, Jerry Rice, Walter Payton, a lot of great, great, great athletes, 12 months out of the year, I'm, I'm in shape. There's no, there's no off season for me to be in shape. So what's up, guys? <laughs> what's going on? Why ain't everybody doing it? You make enough money to do it. Do it for your, your career. Say you play 10 years. You play from 21 to 31 and you retire. Okay, you got the rest of your life to be fat and happy and drink and eat and be merry. You got the rent. You got all the money in the world to do it. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I really don't. Um, 
right, let's 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 move on. I want to I want to give K Star a chance to be happy again. This is K Star night, okay? Because his team won and ours lost, and Train hasn't joined us yet, so I can't give Train the love that that he that he's earned because he's not here. But you know, K Star, you've been a Cam Newton supporter from day one. Um, yes. I have not been. I, I I have wanted him to do well, but thought his attitude got in the way. Um. I, but I did come out and say I wish him well on his second journey. I want to see him do well. I don't care what the Patriots do as a team, but as an individual, I like to see him do well. I like to see him perform well. I like to see him have a good attitude. And thus far, that's happened. Um, what are your thoughts on, you know, it's only one game, and I don't, want to, I don't want to overreact, and I don't want to pass a lot of judgment after just one game, but mm. – what, what are your thoughts on the one game Cam played with the Patriots compared to what we've seen over the last 20 years with Tom Brady? Well, uh, that was the best Cam has looked, in my opinion, even for a game the last two years. So uh, as far as a Cam Newton perspective and outlook, I mean, that was very, very, very encouraging, and we love to see it. You know, he had even 15 carries, and a lot of those were – I think 11 of those were designed runs, so they're not – being shy and how they're going to deploy Cam, and um, they looked really effective. They looked really effective, and Cam, you know, scored a couple of touchdowns, and, um, you know, he uh, looked like he, a good leader as well. He, I don't think there was any issues you probably had with his presser. Um, he seems like a more mature athlete and player, and so that's exciting. And uh, I'm looking forward to Cam's prospects and Patriots' prospects for the rest of the year. Obviously, massive departure from uh, Tom Brady in terms of play style and, and all that. But um, I think there were similar similarities in the sense of what the Patriots looked like, you know, as a defensive unit and being really good in situational football and, um, you know, really different offense, of course, but uh, it still looked like a Bill Belichick coach team. And uh, um, I think that one thing that will help going forward is, you know, Josh McDaniels, um, Coach a Tebow offense, and Ken Newton is 100 times the player that Tebow is, but he did definitely hit a lot of designed runs early on before, you know, the spread offensively uh, popularized and designed runs were as prevalent for quarterbacks. So I think that's going to work well for the team for the rest of the year. And um, obviously stylistically, 100% different, 180 difference from old uh, uh, Tom Brady days. But, uh, you know, one game, but the Patriots are pretty good, uh, especially with Kim at the helm, and so I'm excited for them. JB, anything to add? I agree with all of that. The only caveat I'll say is that let's let's just keep in mind that it was against the Dolphins, and and nobody is expecting anything from the Dolphins whatsoever. Not trying to take away, but just being realistic. And as long as he's healthy, that's another guy that is is one that's fun to watch. That will really bring a different dimension, like we had said last week that. Patriots haven't seen in forever, and I think McDaniels and I think Belichick can do quite a bit with that. Uh, he got to stay healthy first, and, and I'd like to see what he's able to do against different competition. That'll really be a, a better gauge than, than what we saw yesterday. Well, let's, let's, let's be fair. I feel like you and I just aren't agreeing tonight, Jay, but this is the same Dolphin team that beat a motivated Tom Brady the last week of the season yep. last year. Same team. So, I mean, obviously, you know, I say same as in the same name, same quarterback. Um, some of the parts are different, but, um, you know, they, they did beat a motivated 
Tom Brady was playing for a number one seed, and they beat him week 17 last year. So let's not, uh, you know, let's not sell the Dolphins completely short. Um, maybe they're not, you know, it's obviously they're not the Ravens or the Steelers or the Chiefs or any of the top flight teams. So that, that point is well taken. But I would say for a division game, um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have slept on the, on, on the Dolphins. And clearly Cam did not sleep on them. He played well. He looked like the Cam that we remember from Carolina, his glory days. Um, the, the thing I really like about it, is that Belichick seems to be allowing Cam to be Cam. And, you know, Belichick's been accused of being very stiff and very rigid and, you know, players have said there's no fun playing and, you know, that kind of stuff. And a lot of the, uh, you know, the negativity around playing for Belichick, but I don't know, Cam dressed the way he normally dresses, (laughs) you know, he is interviewed, you know, he was Cam. He did his little, you know, everything that he does on the field. He did it. I mean, he was the cam that we've seen. There was no, there was nothing different. This cam, other than he's healthy, but the cam that we saw in Carolina under under uh, Ron Rivera. Um, who, by the way, can we just take a minute and send our prayers out? I didn't know the guy's battling cancer. Um, yeah, had to get an IV at halftime. And Dwayne Haskins had to do the yay rah rah speech. So uh, kudos to Dwayne mm-hmm. Haskins on that, but. Can we just send some prayers up to Ron Rivera? Good man, good coach. I had no idea. Um, you know, in today's world when people are dropping like flies and next thing you know, this one's dead and that one's dead, let's pray for Ron that he makes a full recovery. I mean, God bless him. He's out there coaching and <laughs> getting treated for cancer. Man, I, wow. I you know, God, 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 God bless him. Yeah, it really does, JB. It really does. Um, it really does. Well said. Um but I'm, I'm I, you know, I don't want to say that I'm not. I, I was never not a Cam fan. I loved him at Auburn. I loved his charisma. I loved his athleticism. I just didn't like the attitude I saw when they lost. And y'all know how hard I was in his post game pressures when they lost. So let's see what happens this year. But if first game is an indication of anything, I'm optimistic that it, however the season goes, that he's got that he's got or you know he's reborn and can. Um, you know, be effective, be effective out on the field. Um, yeah. And, and be a leader. And the definitely is buying in. Yeah. And, and Belichick is allowing him to be himself, which kudos to Bill Belichick, because I would have never guessed that. I would have, I would have assumed that Cam would have had to water himself down for Belichick and doesn't appear to be the case. You know, Belichick's mm-hmm. like, Hey man, just win, just go, just win baby. <laughs> you know? Um, so, I think we can uh, all agree on that. Yes, we can. All right. Is there a doctor in the house? Is there a doctor in the house? Dr. Train, welcome to the Madden Boys. What up, gentlemen? What up? Sorry for my tardiness, man. Stop. All good. <laughs> work, work, work comes first. Understood. Got to pay them bills. Hey, man, you showed up, you showed up, you showed up just in time respect. for the – Yo, Train, you showed Which up just in you? time for the fourth quarter. You showed up just in time for the fourth quarter like Mr. Bisky did. Good job. Hey, you know that's how we roll, man. That's how we roll. That's how we roll. <laughs> hey, you you know uh, you know I picked him up in uh, the other league, fantasy league. You did? Did you say you saw what I did just before, the, just before the game start? <laughs> no, I did it at eleven o'clock. Eleven o'clock on oh, wow. Sunday. I said, okay, I've got golf as my starter. I ain't playing golf because I'm playing golf. 
So that ain't happening. <laughs> um, I had Baker as my backup, and I looked at the Ravens, and I said, nah, I don't like that matchup. I'm like, okay, let me go see who's out there. I might be able to grab. Maybe there's a quarterback out there, a starter. And Trubisky was the number one on the projected points list in, the, in that league. And I was like, hmm. And I looked at the Lions. I'm like, the Lions ain't known to really have a stout defense. Trubisky got a little wiggle. I said, man, I can't go. Mm-hmm, I can't do any mm-hmm. worse than, than, than golf or, uh, you know, golf. I had him last year, all last year. He, was, he threw a lot of yards, but he was, he was a total fantasy bust for me last year. Golf was. And Baker has been. Mm-hmm. Baker still ain't lived up. So I, I did. I picked up Trubisky. And you know that some bitch got me, got me 20-some points. <laughs> hey man, and a win. Ride with my and boy, man. Ride with him. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to start him because I already had Deshaun Watson play. But I actually did pick him up in our league and drop Kirk Cousins because I was like, if I'm gonna have a second quarterback, I'm just gonna go with my own because Mitch can put up a lot of fantasy points because he's a dual threat. Yes, he is a dual threat, and that's what I was thinking. And um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I and I, and. and not to, not to toot my own horn, but I had the most points in that league with my win. I had the most nice. points. Um, so, yes, I was pretty happy about that. But while we have you, because um, we don't have much left, because I, I definitely want to <laughs> – uh, actually, I'll make – I got a small, just a small scheduling announcement to make before we get out of here. Um, and I do want to catch the at least the second half of the Clippers-Nuggets uh, game to see who's going to go play my okay. Lakers. No, not really my Lakers, but the Lakers. Um, but, hey, you know, how did you feel about that comeback your team did, man? I mean, you know, your team won, the Steelers won, my team lost. Uh, how did you feel about that comeback? I, I, I thought I heard a scream. I thought I heard a scream. I wasn't sure, though, but I thought man. I heard Man, <laughs> it, uh, uh, it was more nerve-wracking than it needed to be. I'm <laughs> just being real. It, it was, was, like, frustrating as hell to see the fact that we were – going down 17, and it's not like Detroit was really kicking our ass. It was like, yeah, defense is like, what's wrong with you? You can't you can't get pressure. You know, AP is running through holes. You know, we were missing two starters on the, on the, on the D-line, but I don't make excuses for it. It's like, hold on, man. You're supposed to be the monsters of the midway. What are you, what are you guys doing? And, you know, offensively, it was like, just missed you, and it's not even, not even Detroit just playing this awesome defense. It's like, damn, Jimmy Graham, you can't time your jumps now, and over thirty, and you can't get it. Uh, I mean, and it almost seemed like, oh, Mitch, last year, Mitch, all over again. I'm just like, really, about to go down. I gotta go back to work. I gotta hear this dude talk about his Detroit Lions beating my team. This is this is ridiculous. But uh-huh. as a hopeful fan, I just kept watching. And uh, yeah, yeah, that last that fourth quarter was still like uh, like like in a motion roller coaster. Cause I swear, when that dude caught that, when he temporarily caught that ball in the end zone <laughs> before he let it fall out of his hands, I swear it was like going up on the roller coaster real fast and then back down. Like, whew. thank you, thank you for doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a good win, you know, and and. And I, like I think it, that, um, yeah, no, it was a good win. And and I think uh, Trubisky showed why he won the starting job. And um, yep. like I said, Nick Foles is, you know, he's good for one team. And who knows, by 
by week three or four, he, y'all might be trading him back to that team because that team might need him because <laughs> not like the Eagles, you know. <laughs> oh, my did goodness. Anything. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, that was – he got his ass whooped. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. You miss, you, you'll, you'll have to catch if you get a chance to archive and – you can hear a little bit of our rants on these guys because we went in, we went in pretty good. Oh, wow. But, um, but uh, I got two more topics I wanted to touch on before we get on out of here. Can um, I? I do want. Can I? Can I? Um, I caught I caught the tail end of the cam conversation. Can I? Yeah. Thirty seconds on that. Is it okay. Yeah. So, uh, yep. I am I am mostly with you and maybe with KSR. I caught I caught the start. I think I caught when I called on KSR was talking, but. You know, I don't think it can be taken lightly. The win over over Miami, like oh, it, it was Miami. That's a division. That's a division rival, and uh, that you know there was knocks on Cam. He did not get picked up by teams, including ours, who actually needed quarterbacks. And what this dude could do at the quarterback position. You know, he took a team that went 15 and one into the Super Bowl, and it, and it wasn't because. You know their defense was playing well. It was there because their offense was very scary with Cam at the, with Cam Newton at the helm. Um, uh, the, the the AFC East has a new different beast to deal with. <laughs> yeah. And that Buffalo defense that was able to kind of corral Tom Brady, you 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 have a new factor now in the game. Now I'll be I'll be looking forward. To seeing that game, and so now you you flip the you flip the coin and you look at TB12 down there with the with the Buccaneers, and everybody's like, oh man, it's the first game, it's rust. He didn't have a full training camp. He had the same damn training camp as everybody else. I, I'm not yeah, gonna make excuses. Was, I, I'm not gonna make yeah, excuses for that guy. We're actually going to touch on on Brady a little bit right now, actually, because oh, oh well, I won't, um, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't go too deep on that. But I'll just end with saying, no, you can keep, you can what keep you going said, on Brady because we're about to jump oh, in right now. So. Okay, I, I was going to say, you know, in regards to Bill Belichick letting Cam be Cam, I mean, I, I, you know, you spoke about you know players saying, oh, he's stiff, he's this. You know, I don't know that I necessarily leave him being stiff because. We've been watching Bill Bill Belichick be Bill Belichick for years, so it's not surprising for me to me for him to let Cam be Cam. The dude plays quarterback for you, and as long as he's getting out of that field and executing the plays that you know Daniels was drawing up and what you and the game plan for the well, team, you got yourself a quarterback. Train, train, train. Yeah. Wait. A yeah. So what up? You, Bill Belichick has a reputation of being a disciplinarian, of not, I mean, Chad Ochocinco played for him. You know, like, guys have left the team and said it is no fun to play under Belichick. I ain't making this up. That's that's his reputation. So what I want them to say is no fun winning championships. Well, that's not what they're saying. They're just, you know, obviously, I'm sure, you know, (laughs) definitely justify the means. I'm not saying – (laughs) <laughs> anything negative against them, I'm just repeating what has been widely reported about you come to you come to um, New England and you told a line or you're gone, whether you're Tom Brady or whether you're Joe Schmo, you know, who goes out and grabs the kicking tee from practice. 
that's been what's widely reported. So my point was hearing that mm-hmm. for so many years and then seeing Cam be Cam, I'm giving mm-hmm. Belichick kudos. I'm like, great. Like, either people mischaracterized him and they were wrong, which I don't think they were because I've heard it time and time again, or he realized he needed to change because I don't have Tom Brady anymore. I have a new quarterback who happens to have a personality, but he's also been a league MVP and went to a Super Bowl. He's my best chance to go back to the Super Bowl. So, hey, you know what? I'm going to give this brother some latitude. I'm going to let him celebrate and not say a word. I'm going to let him dress like he wants to dress and not say a word and be outrageous and you know, I'm going I'm going to sit back and I'm not going to do nothing. And so there's but a reason to I guess, I don't I, I don't know. I I'm I guess I'm struggling with it a bit because I'm really trying to understand when they say he's been a stickler for this and stickler for that. Like what is the details of that because how is I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm 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 struggling with the, you know, that that can be Cam as if Cam is doing something that would be out of the lines of what Belichick wants from his quarterback. I'm well. I I I'll, hey, listen. I don't play for the team, and maybe I hear more because I'm here right here in New England and people here around the country. So. Maybe I hear more being I'm right here in their territory. I'm only telling you what I have heard for years about the Belichick and how he coaches and his style of dealing with players, how he just doesn't take shit, doesn't, you know, allow this, doesn't allow that. I've heard it time and time again. And so after one game of seeing Cam look like not just the play, but the celebrating and how he dressed and all of that, I mean, it appears that he's the same Cam. And I'm just saying either people were wrong, but if they were wrong, there was a lot of people that were saying this, or he's adjusted. I'm giving Belichick kudos and saying, great job. You know, like, you, you, you know, you're 60-something years old. You've done it a certain way for 20 years and won six Super Bowls. You don't, you don't have to change. They, everyone else should, because you the man. But it appears mm-hmm. that he has softened a bit or adjusted or something because Cam is being Cam. And I got to give, give Belichick a high five. Right, and I think I'm not necessarily agreeing with you. I'm probably not seeing it as Belichick changing. I think I'm just on the other end that people might have been a little lost. Yeah, and I, I don't know that we're in a position to question guys that actually played for him and tell them they don't know what they're talking about. I think I don't think we can do that. I think, you know, if it's one player, okay. But this has been reported time and time again. And the, the and most it recent is a, one it is, was, a, is it fact or opinion? Well, if, if I'm telling you how my boss treats me, then it's fact. Because it happened to me. And if I'm saying that this is what my boss is doing, and if it's, and if, and if people are, you know, if it's one person, I guess you can, you know, question it. But if you hear it time and time again, what reason will we have to doubt it? And what reason has Belichick given us to doubt it? Is he Mr. Personality? 
I mean, he, there's nothing he's done that would have me say, you guys don't know what they're talking about. I, I, I would well, say, I yeah, 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 okay. He repeats the same answer to to the to different questions. That's no different than Marshall yeah. Lynch. <laughs> I love it. That's plenty of personality. Yeah. Well, Marshall Lynch ain't a head coach. Marshall Lynch was a was a running back. I mean, a little bit, little 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 different. Um, but you know, I, 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 and, and like I said, I mean, we see Bill checking commercials now. When do you ever see Bill Bell checking commercials? Yeah, we we do. Bill Belichick, we do. you know. Oh shit, he's in, he's in commercial. commercial? Must have missed that. <laughs> Subway. That's new. He's in a Subway commercial. Eat fresh. He is in a Subway wow. commercial. He's, he's yeah, different. he's in a Subway. <laughs> I, I, need, I, I truly believe. I truly believe in my heart. This is my opinion. My opinion. Yeah. That he is trying to reinvent himself to a degree post Tom Brady. To a degree, he's not going to totally uh, yeah. become somebody different. It's it's too late. He ain't going, you know, he ain't going to become Pete Carroll or anything. You know what I mean? But I do believe mm-hmm. that he's trying to be somebody. I mean, look at all the compliments he gave Cam a couple of weeks ago. When have you ever heard him talk that glaring? I mean, that glowing about Tom Brady? He, he doesn't. That's not his style. I think he's <laughs> and I think it's a good thing for the Patriots and especially for Cam. I think it's great, you know. I mean, kudos to the guy. Um, but, you know, like I said, that's my that part is my opinion. You know, not a fact. That part is my opinion. Um, but I, 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 I also wanted to jump in on Tom Brady for a hot minute and just say it's only one game. I'm not going to overreact to one game. But when I saw him throw that pick to Jack Rabbit, Janoris Jenkins, who, by the way, is on my fantasy team in that other league, um, <laughs> Uh, that was typical Tampa and not typical Brady. <laughs> that was something we saw from Tampa all last year. Did not see that from Tom Brady. That's not what Brady does. So that that, that was a, that was a Jameis Winston like throw. <laughs> oh my God. And 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 so it's like, you know, who's gonna win, the culture or the player? <laughs> um, because that, you know, Brady has bad games, but that throw, that kind of interception, the first interception happened. It happened. Or was that the first one? The other interception, I don't remember which one came first, but the other interception happened. No, the six, the that was the game. second one. Six, six, the second one. Interception happened. Misread, whatever, bad throw. That happened. But that, when you throw to the sideline and the guy gets a pick six, Brady doesn't do that. Brady does not do that. Not at this stage in his career. And for that to happen, wow. So let's, you know, let's keep an eye on things. It's only one game. We're not going to put them in, in the ground just yet, and, you know. Um, but let's just keep an eye on Brady and see. Let's see what happens. And the other thing to watch is, you know, Mr. Players coach, Bruce Arians. Everybody loves Bruce Arians. But Bruce Arians don't care. He calls everybody out and kind of call Brady out said that Brady struggled and didn't really expect to see that from him. So let's keep an eye on that relationship. Brady's a seasoned veteran. He's, he's He played for Belichick, so he's got some thick skin. But you kind of think he left New England for a fresh start and kind of doesn't want to have to go through this crap. So let's just, let's just keep an eye on this. It may be nothing. It may be something. Let's 
I don't know, but I never saw I never saw Billichek really call Brady out necessarily the way Arians did. No, you know, I Billichek normally he normally talks about the play of the entire team. You know, offense didn't do or defense didn't do. You know, Belichick doesn't call you out in front of the camera. He 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 does it right. in meetings. And yeah. the, the, right. the reports are that Brady got kind of tired of that. That's the report. I don't know if that's true or not, but Belichick treated mm-hmm. everyone the same in meetings, and he called Brady out a number of times in the meetings. And the the, the, the word is that he was looking for a more player friendly coach. And um, but now this guy calls him out in the press. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, you might be on the phone with with Bill talking about, hey, how y'all think about a trade? Cam for me, <laughs> I'll come back. Wow, I like that. Um, but anyway, so any other any any other thoughts on Brady and uh, the Bucks? No, I think we okay. covered that. Okay, last topic so that we can uh. All get settled in for what should be a great second half. Um, and before we get into the last topic, I, I do want to say, um, I did real so so we are halfway through September. We've got a national election in about six weeks. We're about to get into debate land, and like tonight, uh, Trump's doing a town hall on ABC with Stephanopoulos. I'm, I'm recording it. Um, so I I, I, I kind of want to say that for the next probably till the election. I mean, we definitely will not be a show. In two weeks, there will be no show that night. Um, and oh, yeah, Tuesday night, no show the debates? The debate is on Tuesday night, the 29th. And there'll be no oh, show nice. election night. So those are two nights okay. you can just, there'll be no Madden boys. Uh, we're going to play this by ear, you know, and, and not that this isn't important, and we love talking football, but this is a very important election. And I, I don't want to do, I, I want everyone focused. And, you know, first and foremost, get out there and vote. Okay, if you don't vote, you can't complain. All right, I may not like who you vote for. It's your right, I guess, and I may disagree with who you vote for. But if you don't vote, you can't complain. Either way, you can't complain. So we're not going to do shows on election night. We're not going to do a show if there's a debate because those debates are going to be important. Um, tonight was a town hall. Um, you know, I, I didn't realize it. So there, there may be weeks where I'll try to get with the guys and see if there's another night that we can do the show. If there isn't, then maybe I'll come on you know, and do a lunchtime show to kind of recap what went on. We'll figure out a way so that there is still a Madden voice at least once a week, but the Tuesday night thing is going to be a week-by-week thing. Right? As of right now, I don't know anything going on next Tuesday night, uh, election-wise, debate-wise, anything like that, so we'll be back here next Tuesday night. Then the following Tuesday, there'll be no show, and then, you know, we'll play it week-by-week from there. So just want to kind of let any of our listeners out there know, a lot of you are podcast listeners, so it won't matter. Um, but any of you live listeners that really enjoy tuning in at nine o'clock on Tuesday, and I'll give you a heads up. I'll let you know. You know, you won't just you know come on and hey, how come there's no mad noise? I- I'll let you know. But you know, there's a good reason for it. I hope everybody understands. And like I said, um, get out there and vote. If you don't vote, you can't complain. Simple as that. Um, last thing I wanted to touch on would be, and 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 it could have been the first thing I touched on, but I really wanted everyone, including Dr. Train, to have a say. In this, and, and I, I'm going to start with JB, and I'm curious your thoughts on the NFL's handling of kind of the the kneeling issue and the racial injustice and 
that whole thing, we, we've seen what the, NF, the NBA has done, and I give the NBA very high marks for their handling of it. Um, and so now we've, we've gone through week one with the NFL and, and their response, including the players and the coaches. And I'm curious everyone's feedback on that and, and, and your thoughts on it. So, JB, I'll start with you. Well, I think you, you really hit it on the head with the NBA, with what they've done. They've been more the progressively compared to everyone else. How the NFL handled it this uh, past week, I, I give it a B. Um, I think it's something that they should have done long before now. Um, I think maybe we've turned a corner where folks realize when you kneel, it's not, it has nothing to do with the flag. It has all to do about uh, racial injustice, um, police brutality, things of that nature, where items that are important for what's going on currently. So I, I, I applaud them for allowing them to, allowing the teams to discuss it and be able to do it as, as freely as they wish to do it. So um, I thought it was a good job. I just wish it had been done earlier than this. Okay. Uh, K-Star, your thoughts? Yeah, I think they handled it well. They kind of let teams and players choose to express themselves however they want to express themselves. So while it might be a little late, <clears throat> at least they're on the ball now and uh, letting that happen. Um, and, yeah, I thought that was a good thing. And all overdue, you know, on a relative time scale, they, they're doing the right thing now. So we can't get too upset that they uh, – we can't go back in time and change things, right? So they're doing the right thing now. So I, I you know, give them A for that. No, K-Star, you're right in the sense that you can't go back in time to change things. But I will give my opinion based on the fact that they're four years late. That's that's pretty much how I see it. All the whole thing. You're four years late. It shouldn't have taken a man getting killed and you sending on video to allow players to express themselves in a manner that they're expressing themselves now. For you to get behind your seventy plus percentage of black players who, once they leave your training facility, once they leave your practice, have to deal with the day to day concern of, man, if I get pulled over, you know, is this just going to be a routine stop and get my ticket and go, or am I going to be dealing with somebody who has issues, who wants to look at the color of my skin and treat me differently? I'm sorry, NFL is four years late. It's cool what they're doing now, but they're late. Nope, can't change it, but from my opinion, you're fucking late. And it shouldn't have took this. These guys for you. You don't get paid without their talent. You don't make the money you make as an owner without them. And they're the ones that have to deal with the bullshit. You don't. You're the guy in the, you're the, guy in the privileged position. You're the guy that got some money that can actually help make some decisions. And y'all wait four years to do it? And now you want to put pictures of Uncle Colin, Colin Kaepernick kneeling and saying you're behind it? Thank you, late. And still, after this is done, what now? Players will kneel, stand locked arms. Then what? What are owners actually going to do for their communities? So I want to see. Okay. Um, 
also gave this a lot of thought, and I was kind of all over the place. And I came to um, that I wasn't thrilled. Um, Eric Reed is not in the league. He played last year, played well. He is not in the league. Uh, Kaepernick is still not in the league. You're not going to tell me that he still can't play better than um, that there's 64 quarterbacks in the NFL better than Kaepernick. I don't want to hear that he wore uh, pig socks or whatever crap he wore to a tryout. You know, it's just like people want to create reasons why the guy, who cares? Can he play football? Simple as that. Um, You know, Jerry Jones discussed me on this topic. He discussed me mm-hmm. on this topic. Um, yes, he, uh, he is now allowing his players to kneel. Should have always allowed it. The NFL should have jumped in sooner. Uh, train is 1,000% correct. I can't forget that you waited all this time to get serious. I thank Roger Goodell for saying he was wrong, the NFL was wrong, and how they handled Colin Kaepernick kneeling. I appreciate you acknowledging that. I'm not going to forget it, though. I'm not going to forgive you for it. I, I hear you. Thank you. But, uh, you know, you want to go out to dinner now? <laughs> you know, like, I, you know, it, there's still so much wrong. I watched three games Sunday. I watched two games yesterday. I saw the, the networks handling the coverage of the anthems differently. Some played the lift every voice. Some did not. Some showed um, the players. Some did not. They all made a point of mentioning this one kneeled, this one did not, and this, you know. I saw some teams lock arms and have some sort of, you know, we saw the Chiefs and and the, the, the um, Ravens do a nice thing at the beginning of their game Thursday night. And we saw L- Lamar and, uh, I'm sorry, not Ravens, Texans. Chiefs and the Texans um, Thursday night. And we saw um, Deshaun and, and uh, Patrick Mahomes lock arms. And, you know, we see all these, these cute things. And, okay, that's great. You know, you're raising awareness. And um, it, it's nice. But like Train said, now what? Now, now what you going to do? Because Eric Reed still is without a job. Colin Kaepernick is still without a job. We still have players that, you know, Don Terry Poe was the only guy in the Cowboys who kneeled, and he, he was worried about the repercussions of if he kneeled. I don't know that I have the solution, but I'm not letting the NFL off the hook simply because, of a guy four years ago who kneeled on his own because he wanted to bring attention to the issue that has blown up this year. It's always been there, just blown up this year because now we've got a video of a man killed by cops, like indisputably killed. Like you can't even, like you can't argue. Uh, even, even the staunchest supporters, can't argue that that guy was not murdered 
by those cops. You can't argue that. You could say he was a criminal. He put a gun to his girlfriend's stomach. He passed a fake $20 bill, blah, blah, blah. You could say whatever you want to try to defame his character and all of that stuff, like a former Madden guy that I can't stand now does all the time, every chance he gets. K-Star knows who I'm talking about. Freaking idiot moron always does. Um, and I, if you're listening, yeah, I'm talking about you. You know who I'm talking about, too, you moron. <laughs> but no one, huh? No, I, I laugh and apologize. That's just that the yeah, emphasis you know, you know what But, but yeah. we know, we know for a fact that he was murdered. And you saw the video. It's just no dispute. No one can dispute that. No one. And we're still sitting here asking, how come Eric Reed ain't got a job? We're still sitting here asking, asking how come Colin Kaepernick ain't got a job? Really? So, you know, I want to, what I saw this weekend were output. Right? If you're in the business world, if any of y'all are in the business world out there listening, there's a difference between outputs and outcomes. Outputs are tasks. Outcomes are results. What I saw this weekend were outputs. I'll take it. I'm cool. You gave me something, but I ain't happy and I ain't done with the outcomes. And if you've got outcomes, then you need to tell us because it's not enough. Don't throw me crumbs and think that you're going to feed me dinner with those crumbs. You got to give me more than that. You done told me flag and the disrespect to the military and Jerry Jones said you will stand or you will not be a Dallas Cowboy and we had to deal with all this bullshit for all these years and Colin Kaepernick being blackballed and all that stuff and now you come out and you say oh you know what maybe there was something to this don't feed me crumbs you better feed me a full damn dinner what's the change gonna be tell me first then show me I want to see every network. If you're going to play the national anthem, then play Lift Every Voice. Because I saw networks playing the national anthem but not playing Lift Every Voice. Didn't the NFL make a commitment that they were playing both before every game? That's what I heard. Isn't the NFL in contract with all of these? Isn't it a 9 or $10 billion contract? Yeah, it is. So you mean the networks have the autonomy to say, well, we'll play this one and not that one? Why aren't you playing them both? Right? We bring an awareness to this issue. And that's just one of many things. You know, team wants to stay in the locker room. I guess that's their right. I don't want to hear about it, though. Stay in the locker room, stay in the locker room. Then don't talk about them then. They don't exist. Stay in the locker room. Go ahead, do that then. That's what you want to do, fine. I don't want to talk about them. Let's talk about something else. Screw them. Like, I want to see outcomes. Show me outcomes. I was. I was not happy. I was not mad. I was just kind of, okay, I'm waiting to see. Because the NBA done raised the bar. The NBA done set the bar high. I mean, all the stuff that they're doing to try to stimulate change and, 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 you know, and, you know, you sit up there, um, you know, having random players kneel and saying it's okay and that's your idea of change. Nah, bro, not enough. Not enough. Not enough. We need more. So, NFL, ball's in your court. Let's see what happens as the year progresses. So, um, last comment. I'm thoroughly impressed, and I'm going to try to lighten it up a little bit, but 
thoroughly impressed with the quality of play this weekend, considering a shortened training camp and no preseason games. Kudos to the NFL and the players for giving us a quality product this weekend. It was, it was well done. Not what I expected. I really expected a lot more rust, a lot more, you know, like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm watching a high school football game. No, it was competitive. It was entertaining. Um, you know, I, I thoroughly enjoyed every game I watched, and it felt like real football. It didn't feel like watered down. It, didn't, it felt like these guys came to play. So kudos to the NFL, but kudos to the players, the coaching staff, and, and, and everyone that, you know, gave us a quality product. We had six games televised this week from Thursday to last night, six games. You know, we, we, there's not going to be many times that we get six games in a weekend. And they were all great to watch, great visual, like, and, and the fans not being there. Yeah, you kind of noticed, but you kind of didn't. You know, by halfway through the first quarter, I wasn't even thinking about that. I'm into the game now. I'm, I'm like, I'm in the game. I'm not really paying that much attention to, you know, there's, there's enough ambient crowd noise to kind of just, like, I wasn't thinking about it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, there's no fans. Okay, uh, make that tackle, you know. So kudos. That part of it, I think, was very well done. Anybody else? feel the same or differently? Do you guys disagree with me? Am I just, like, crazy? No, no the games were awesome. Yeah, the fantastic. games were really... I, yeah, I expected it to be lower scoring as well, and it was definitely not. There were some great games and uh, really just high-quality play across the board, which is impressive given no TAs, you know, preseason. Yeah. That was... Uh, I think that makes a good case to scrap preseason, frankly. And, and a true football fan will know when they're watching garbage or watching something quality. And I think we all can agree we saw quality football play. Some of the scores are a little outlandish. Can't believe it. <laughs> up on the Browns the way they just quality of play overall really um, made me. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, hey, listen, guys, um, y'all getting on. Um, we're going to take off now and catch the second half of this uh, Clippers-Nuggets game, and let's see if uh, the clock and bring the Clippers to uh, play the Lakers like everyone expected, or are we going to get a Denver upset here? Um, I still think the Lakers are going to win it all, so that's been my prediction, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, final words. Let's start with, uh, I don't know, let's start with K-Star. Final thoughts. Yeah, just excited to finally get our Hall of Fame quarterback back in the saddle again. Not having to watch Doug Hodges and Mason Rudolph throw passes is uh, <laughs> so refreshing on so many different levels. Uh, but, yeah, no, it, as a Steelers fan, it was so incredibly exciting to get Ben Roethlisberger back. Um, been watching him for obviously as long as you guys have. But it, it's just nice when when, when – you have a quarterback that actually can play really well and is a, such a great player and, frankly, one of your favorite players, one of my favorite players to ever play. Uh, it's just fun to be a fan and appreciate stuff like that, you know, and just take it for, for what it is because you never know. Could end any day. Uh, he's at an advanced stage, so I'm just trying to enjoy the Steelers fan and hope that we can make at least one more run uh, this year and hope for the best. Okay. It's JB. Final thoughts. Uh, a few. Uh, one, uh, hurricane's out in the Gulf that's barely moving. It's gonna be um, it's gonna be pretty nasty down here. Probably gonna get some rain and some in a few days. So, 
prayer go out to the folks along the coast because they've they've had enough of, of storms coming up, and this one's going to be um, uh, definitely a, a, a game changer. So prayers for those. Prayers to, to the folks involved with football right now with all the COVID testing that's being done. I'm, I'm glad that they're doing it all, and hopefully we'll just continue to have these zero positives and, and, and we'll be able to continue to see the, uh, the kind of football that, that we've been seeing at least from this past week, we can continue to see it moving forward. And then lastly, as, as analysts, as, as fans, we know not to be prisoners of the moment and, and realize one game is, is literally just one game. So um, let's continue to do that. But let's also make sure other folks that watch these games understand that the season just got started. I don't want to have someone putting anointing oil on anybody after one game. So uh, those are just my final thoughts on it. Okay. Uh, Dr. Train. What you talking about, little big brother Jay? Hell yeah, I'm in Northern Mitsubishi. Shit, did you see that comeback? Man, did you see them four quarters at? <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> uh, Let the oil pour all over his face. <laughs> did you say? Did you say? Bruh. <laughs> Just Man. I'm proud of my quarterback. <laughs> now, next Tuesday, I don't know what I'm going to be saying. We'll see when next Tuesday get here. I'm going to call you CEO from now on. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. <laughs> he is, man. But um, I, I, I'm, I'm glad to see him pull out the win. It's uh, my quarterback. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm definitely glad to see my team pull out pull out the win. That was uh did not want to eat crow for talking bad bad to Detroit fans. I mean, this is a yearly thing. I have to keep my status quo there, you know what I'm saying? So Magnetic remains undefeated against Detroit Lions. I tell you one thing I'm not happy about, you know what I'm saying? Uh Ryan Pace dragging his ass on signing Allen Robinson. Look, we ain't got no other offensive weapon other than Allen Robinson. What are we waiting on? The market value is twenty million. Cough it up. You can't just play. You can't just pay defensive players and think that we're going to survive. I'm sorry. Cough up the money. Pay the damn man so we can get get on past this and 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 let our season go. This is we need this guy. We don't need this guy to be unhappy. We need this guy to play lights out. So I don't like the stuff that I'm reading here and in regards to Allen Robinson. You know, took all his bear shit down on on Twitter. Like really. You removed everything. Yeah, that don't that don't that don't sound good. Um, other than that, uh, it looks like the football season is actually real. I have to like wait to actually see it, so it's here, and hopeful that it stays, and these players uh, stay disciplined. And um, lastly, something that has. It's not so much everything to do with um, uh, football, but I want to reiterate something that T said in regards to what people need to do. Look, man, voting is coming up. You cannot sit on your ass and complain if you don't go to the polls. So let's stop being stupid. Let's stop being ignorant. And let's just go vote. 
if you want things to remain the same, then you can vote that way. But damn it, just and just allow things to go how they've been going, and you haven't at least voiced your opinion at the polls, if anything. Okay. All right, that's all I got. You had said pay the man. It brought me back to a Richard Pryor movie, Silver Streak. I don't know if anybody has seen Silver Streak. It's one of my all-time favorite movies, never mind just Richard Pryor movies, but Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder was their first time, one of several movies they made together, um, Stir Crazy and Care No Evil, See No Evil. And I think there was one other movie they did, but this was the first one. And um, there's a scene in the movie where they are looking for Gene Wilder, like the police. And Richard Pryor is trying to find like a disguise for him to wear. And he runs into a shoeshine guy at, at the train station. And he says to the guy, um, hey, you know, that's a bad hat you're wearing. How much for it? And he says, $10. And he looks at Gene Wilder, pay the man, huh? Pay the man. He said, I like that. I like that jacket. How much? $20. Pay the man. What? Pay the man. <laughs> and so if you ever see that, that pay the man made me think of that scene. By the way, it's a very funny movie. Of course, everything Richard Pryor did was funny as heck. So um, Google it, YouTube it, bootleg it. I don't give a damn. But watch Silver Street. Great, great movie. Matter of fact, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to watch it. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow I'm, I'm going to watch it because it's such a good movie. But when you said that, it made me think of pay the man. Pay the man. Anyway, um, <laughs> they need to pay the man. <laughs> pay the man. Um, I don't have much to add. Uh, happy the football's back. Real real happy the football's back. Real happy that it looked like a quality product. Real happy that, you know, uh, as we sit here on, I guess we won't know, but um, it, 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 they may actually have a chance. I was very worried. Um, coming out of week one, um, but after watching the games and seeing the coaches and the refs and, um, you know, the officials with masks and just looking like there they, they really was a succinct plan at, uh, even though the players were going to have to have contact with each other, um, you know, it just seemed like everyone was mindful of, you know, COVID and COVID prevention. It just seemed it was a lot more, I didn't expect to see what I saw. So good for good for the NFL for that. Good for the players. You don't want to get this disease. You you just don't. This is nothing. This ain't, this ain't the flu, as somebody in the White House had once said. This ain't the flu. So you don't want this one. This one kills people every day. Um, so kudos to the NFL. Good to have you back. Um, as far as my Cowboys go, hey, Jay, Jay is right. Let's not anoint anybody, but let's not kill the season after one week either. So let's see what happens. Let's see what happens in Dallas. You go home. You got Atlanta on uh, Tuesday. I mean, I'm sorry, on Sunday at 1 o'clock. Um, Mike McCarthy, you're a Super Bowl champion. You've coached some of the best quarterbacks and some, some really solid teams. Um, I want to see your handprint on this team now. It, it, it literally looked like a Jason Garrett leftover. Did not look like what I would have predicted from Mike McCarthy team, who has beaten Dallas a number of times. <laughs> um just didn't look like it. So uh, let, let, I want to see more of your handprint on this team next Tuesday night. Um, train said it best. Get out there, register to vote if you're not, and make sure you vote. And like I said, we're going to play this week by week. But, you know, from where I'm sitting, this is a very important election. 
Very important. I, I am going to spend a little time on that topic at some point. I don't want to get it mixed up with our football talk, but there will be at some point one of the shows. It may not be a Tuesday night team show. I may do a solo um, show or a show that I invite, you know, like uh, I, I have a friend of mine, and I don't think I've made much of a secret that I am not a fan of Donald Trump. I think anyone who watches the show, listens to the show knows that. Um, and I have a friend of mine who is a Trump supporter. And we don't talk much, obviously. Um, but he's a good guy. He reached out to me a few weeks ago. And this was before the conventions. And he said, I want to bring the country together. Is there something we can do? And I said, well, what do you have in mind? And he said, maybe I could come on to your show and we can talk. And I said, and what would be the point of that? He said, I don't know, but maybe there's a way that we could better understand each other. And I said, I'm willing to do that, but I want you to know that I am not going to pull any punches and I'm not going to be nice. I feel the way I feel. And if you want to have this conversation on my show, I'm going to be direct. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be blunt. I'm going to be forthright. I am not going to tap dance. This is why you and I are still friends because we do not have these conversations. But if you would like to do that, he said, well, I trust you. I respect you. And yes, I'd like to do that. So there will be a show that him and I will come on and we will talk and let's see where it goes. He, he, it was he, something he wanted to do. Can him and I find a meeting of the minds, find middle ground somewhere? I don't know. Well, I, am I willing to give it a try? Sure, I'll give it a try. It may be a 10-minute show, though. <laughs> it may not last long. We will see. So look forward to that coming up soon. Um, in the meantime, hey, week one's in the books. We'll get ready for week two. And uh, thank you guys for a great show. Let's get check, catch the end of this game. Denver is up by five right now with five and a half minutes to go in the third quarter. And they have the ball. So let's exactly. see what happens. This is going to be. And he just dropped the three. What's that? It's eight. <laughs> oh, and he just uh, hit the three. <laughs> different cable systems. So I just saw the three. Yep. Um, so now they're up eight. So this is, this, this is going to be good. And then when this is off, I'm going to go and rewind the Trump special and see how that played out. So I got some good TV coming up. So listen, thanks again, guys. Thanks for all of you out there that support the Madden voice. You've been doing this a long time. We appreciate it. If you like the show, tell somebody, if you don't tell me and we'll do what we can to make the show more entertaining. In the meantime, we'll see you next Tuesday night, same bat time, same bat channel. Uh, and remember, I say it every week and I'll say it again, especially now that football is back. All feuds are settled on the field. See you next week. Good night, everybody.